Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including our top five NFL teams after an historic weekend of football. We're also going to touch on CJ McCollum's second collapse long in two years and a crucial update on the start of college basketball on Sir Bronny James and his health status for the USC Trojans. But first, it's Monday, so Coop and I each have five headlines from the weekend, beginning with the NFL. Both of our number one stories, unfortunately, start in Philly, where a few inches may have decided the Cowboys' division fate. Penalties had Dallas at first and goal from the six with 27 seconds left. Then the following five plays happen. Coop, I'm sorry. I'm going to do this to you. Oh, it's okay. I'm ready for it. A false start, yep. a sack, an incompletion, a delay game, and then a completion short of the goal line. Dak, what did you have to say, my friend? And then Cooper will get your reaction on who's to blame. Sucks. We're going to take it. Uh, we're going to move forward and and uh, use use – Use the fight. Use a lot of the the success. A lot a lot of good things came out of this game, despite the loss. You you want to come in this game? Everybody in that locker room believed, uh, and, and we still do. Don't get me wrong. We're getting better. I, I can promise you that, and we're going to continue to get better. Um, there's there's not. Yeah, we're, we're getting better, and we're we're okay. We're damn sure okay. Dak played his ass off, Cooper. I don't have to tell you this. Who's to blame for uh, this? Eagles loss. Well, I'll start by saying this. Um, as a Cowboys or an Eagles fan, because I've listened to a few of them, and just as an NFL fan, those officials should be fired on on spot today. They, that was a pitifully <laughs> officiated game. It I happened mean, in the Miami game, too. Yeah, and, yeah, like, you go yeah. from that Miami game where it's 1,000% home cooking, 10, 10, uh, 10 penalties to zero for a very physical football team, and then you go to this game where there's, like, I think there was like 25 penalties called and certain amount accepted. So obviously, you never like to see a game dictated by that. But and then you hindsight it, you don't get down to the five yard line without penalties, blatant penalties. But you don't get down there without penalties. Personally, for me, it's still some weird play calling coming from Mike McCarthy, which has been an issue all year. Um, I do feel like your defense has laps lapses at moments. Mm-hmm. Um, probably due to the offense not being able to do anything. That third quarter specifically, I mean, you're playing great football. Uh, you go into half with one of the best kicks we've ever seen out of a rookie kicker, especially for the Dallas Cowboys, um, and you're in that game. And then the third quarter, you're just flat, which, again, blame on coaching. Um, my biggest issue yesterday was the turnstile. We had it right tackle. Um Terrence Steele, yeah, Terrence Steele. The fact that he got that guaranteed money and now looks like this. The Achilles didn't help, but like mm-hmm. – Man, he's I've yeah. never seen someone like have seven dudes just take turns on him. Like mm-hmm. they were it was like tag in. Yeah. They're like, All right, my turn, I want to sack. Yep. I mean he I'm pretty sure he gave up all five of our sacks yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was rough and those two at the, to end the game are really rough. Rex yeah. Ryan was making this point this morning about why is Brandon Cooks not the number two Dude, receiver? Thank you. I know that Dax Trust and Michael Gallup. I know it no. was the other kid's name. Uh, Jalen Tolbert. He, made he had t- like three of the like crucial plays thrown to him. I'm like, what are he, we doing? He made plays yesterday, but Brandon Cooks had a thousand yard season for pretty much half the league, including Davis Mills. Yep. I think he can catch balls from Dak yep. Prescott and be a number two receiver on this team. Yep. It makes no sense to me why they go there. Do you have anything else to say about Mike McCarthy? Because I'm going to hit on the Eagles. Today. I mean, they call no plays for Brandon Cooks. Like, mm-hmm. that frustrates me to no end. Like, that fourth down, uh, 
the drive before mm-hmm. we got the ball back and got down to the five, which you're down by five. Obviously, yes, Dak stepped out on the one. You wouldn't have been in that situation if they don't. There's a lot of issues. He wouldn't there. be in Dak that situation not, if his tight yes. end would have been. Uh, well, that yeah. even if – so that was a rub route. The tight end, it was Jake Ferguson who was running the rub part, and he didn't run it deep enough, but it was because his other tight end didn't run deep enough. So it was just great play call, horrible play execution. Mm-hmm. And to be also fair, the refs, he tackled him mm-hmm. before the ball was even in his hands. But that's beside the point. It doesn't matter. Um might have wanted Josh McDaniels in that situation. He would have kicked the field goal. <laughs> yeah. No and we would have went down by two, and then you get the ball back, and now you're on the five. You can just kick the field goal and win the game. Shout out the Raiders Obviously, scoring the highest points they did no, yesterday. Play calling's issue, issues, but it is what it is. I'm happy with how they play. Yeah, Ultim- I, ultimately, I think- you played better than the Eagles, in my opinion. Yes, you lost, and it was mo- mainly your fault. But, like, you played a great ball game. And you didn't get beat by four. Dak's reaction to it says it all. Is polar opposite from the 49ers' yeah, reaction. Polar right? He knows in that San Francisco game, if Dak doesn't play well like he did in that Niners game, they have zero shot. Zero he chance. played his ass off 360 yards, I think it was, Something yesterday. Like that, yeah. Gave his team a chance, and they should have won it. On the Eagles' side of things, I do want to show them some respect. Oh, yeah. They're in sure. a, their own tier in the NFC. I don't think there's that much separation between them and everyone else. But with them at 8-1 and one, heading into a bye with the Niners uh, at 5-3, and three, losing three straight. And I think the Cowboys are 5-3 five five and three. Three as well. We, we saw Detroit get blown out in Baltimore a few weeks ago. I think now Philly's Seattle. in their own class. It's more the little things. The officiating, yes, can be pointed to. But they scored on all three of their red zone trips. Yep. You continuously have said on this podcast how bad Dallas is. They went 3-5 of five in the red zone yesterday. Despite yep. Jalen Hurts having a knee injury, the Eagles O-line were able to give up two fewer sacks than the Cowboys, which has a lot to do with Terrence Steele in that right tackle position for Dallas. But they still have so much to improve on. It yeah. feels like such a gap. I can't remember if this team was 9-0, 10-0 last year. They were really good. Yeah. It, it just The fact that they're just one loss – more than last year, it feels like there's a lot of separation between yeah. that team last season. Uh, late game execution has to be better. Obviously, all those penalties gave Dallas a ball at the five-yard line. Pass defense has not changed yet with Kevin Byard. I think maybe through the bye week and give them some more yeah, work with them. Their pass defense, their defense is predicated on if they can get pressure. And if they're not getting pressure, the middle of the field's open. It is. Every time. I mean, Dak, everybody's all on Jake Ferguson now. Mm-hmm. Well, when the middle of the field's that wide open, and I, I love N'Kobe Dean. I wanted the Cowboys to draft him. He's not a cover guy. No. Like, and so they're predicated on getting that pressure with that front four, which they mm-hmm. do a lot of the times. But when you're playing teams like the 49ers and the Cowboys, who have better offensive lines, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to do that. Yep. So, like, they're definitely going to have to improve that back end. I think Bayard – through that bye week, they'll get better yeah, later For sure. I mean, he just learned these dudes' names. Like, the, I mean, it's a Josh Dobbs situation. Well, for sure. And the number one concern with the Eagles for me, Dallas Goddard yeah. fracturing his forearm here today. Yeah. That is going to hurt That's going bad. into it. Um, if you had to pick the NFC right now, Cooper, are you taking the Eagles? Part of me really just wants to take the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why, but I just – obviously the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl last year, and I thought that – Similar vein to the way I thought the Cowboys were the better team but still lost. The Eagles were the better team last year, and that Super Bowl was still lost. 100%. Um, it's in them. It's just weird. They have weird things going on, too. Like, that final drive, their team motto all year has been get eight yards mm-hmm. through the first three downs, and yep. you can tush-push to get the the fourth and two or shorter. Yep. They ran it just straight up the middle and just tried to – milked the Cowboys' timeouts and didn't even try to get that eight-yard motto that they have. And you're sitting there and you're like, 
you could have just ended this game. 100%. Like, why are you not doing your motto? Obviously, the DeAndre Swift thing was a fluke fumble, but, like, I felt like their play calling at times was also very weird, and I thought Brian Johnson's had a really good season thus far, and he'll probably be one of the names you start hearing as coaching searches start to get hot and heavy with some teams firing mm-hmm. their coaches. But the Eagles just – I can't fully trust them yet. I, n- I understand they're 8-1, and one, but they've had so many games where you and I have sat here and been like, yeah, all right, you're a few plays away from that being a – like, you're a few – Vikings turnovers away from that being a loss. You're a few this, that, and the other from the Rams game. If they convert when they get down in their 25-yard line, like you're a few. I just feel like we keep saying that until I see them just absolutely click on all cylinders, which we're no, we know they're capable of. I don't. I think I'm going to have to stick with the field. I think their ability to win close games puts them above a lot of other teams right now. Brock Purdy, if I'm looking at the quarterback Pumpkin. matchup, yeah, I, I'm taking the Eagles over the Niners right now. The Cowboys, I think, is a harder matchup for the Eagles. I I think the Eagles have to see Dallas in the divisional round. That's the most dangerous matchup I think there is. Our second headline, um, I I know yours has to do with C.J. Stroud. Who would have thought after the Chiefs-Dolphins, after the Ravens-Seahawks, after everything that happened this weekend, you and I would be talking about the Texans-Buccaneers. But my God, it was a show. Let's get into Cooper's second headline, and that is Rookie Review. Rookie Review. Um, So C.J. Stroud, stat line 30 of 42, 470 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, an 11-yard rush, which was one of the craziest plays ever, but it was awesome. This game was dictated on that second half for him. I mean, the second half, I was joking with you. He had 200-something yards in the third quarter to Baker Mayfield's 18. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, he is putting them on his, his back. You lose, you're starting running back for the game, so Devin Singletary stepped in and played fine. Your kicker goes down, so they're literally going for fourth and goals on the eight-yard line when you would just kick a chip shot field goal. Like, they did everything imaginable to find a way to win, and it was on his back. That final drive. You get the ball 46 seconds on your own 25. Mm-hmm. Two timeouts. They use the middle of the field on the first two first two plays, get to the 50-yard line. He drops one of the most beautiful passes to Tank Dell on the corner route. And you're sitting there and you're like, this is not a rookie. This isn't a rookie making these plays. Even Tank Dell, who I'll get into in a second, doesn't look like a rookie making plays. Then they get down there. There's like 10 seconds left. He drops a dot to Tank Dell touchdown. They need the ball on the two-point conversion, so there's nothing bad to go happen. But – just to have the poise, accuracy in a late-game situation, he's unreal. Like, yeah. for him to play this way as a rookie is just absolutely insane. So, with that being said, I mean, he just had a record-breaking day today. He looks, like a, he looks like a 10-year NFL yeah, veteran. The sure. poise he has, the, the, the knowledge he has, too. The fact yes. that that was even in question in the NFL draft process – I know he was a number two overall pick. I hate when people are like, what a fine the Houston Texans had. I mean, he was a number two overall pick. But all the shots he took during the draft process, he has proven everyone wrong. And I think if you ask anybody at this point, would you take him or Bryce Young? They're They're saying C.J. Stroud. I do. I know this is rookie review. Let me show my boy Baker some Yeah, no, show up, please. He came back and – if you were watching Red Zone, I'll get to Josh Dobbs in a minute. If you were watching Red Zone and you saw the simultaneous Baker and Josh Dobbs yeah. touchdown, it was incredible. And I called Cooper later this day, or talking to yeah, you we talking. when I got home, and I was like, 
I wanted to text you so bad after that Baker touchdown, but I knew there was 36 <laughs> seconds left, and C.J. Shroud had been God himself Dude. on the field. I didn't say shit, and thank God I didn't, and C.J. went down and let him. Well, what's crazy is, so I'm texting Leah, who's obviously a massive Buckeyes fan. That's my girlfriend, for those of y'all that don't know her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we sat there Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or whatever day it was last year when they are playing Georgia, and I literally said to her, I'm like, he's playing better than he played at Georgia, and they're still going to lose. Yes. I was like, how mm-hmm. like this man is backpacking a team in the NFL mm-hmm. playing better than he played against a defense that's basically an NFL defense I'm sitting there I'm like how did anybody doubt this dude like yeah. I mean yes I understand they never won a championship and you had the questions where he was like I'm not out here to be smart I'm here to play football like and I mean that sounds cocky and whatnot but I mean he is putting on a clinic right now and obviously he had a record-setting day yesterday Jack. yes let's do it which brings trivia some trivia action. for Jack mm-hmm. First time he's he's gonna be sitting on the side sweating like he makes me do for all these TikToks and stuff. Um, <laughs> it's my turn to make him sweat a little I bit. His 470 yards broke Andrew Luck's record for 433 most passing yards by a rookie in a single game. His five touchdowns mm-hmm. tied four other QBs for most by a rookie in a single game. Can you name them? I will give you this hint: they're all current players. One, two, three of them are starters, and one is a backup. I'm just pulling up NFL teams. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm cheating over here. I um, trust Jack. He doesn't cheat. They're all active quarterbacks. They're all active quarterbacks. And they're rookies who have had five touchdown games. Is that what you said? The, as rookies, these guys had five touchdown games in their rookie seasons. Got you. Okay, let's see here. We would have been alive for at least all of their rookie seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Nope. Uh, there are two. Black quarterbacks, though. I will just okay. give you the Devin Walker hint. <laughs> nice. Uh, Dak Prescott. Nope. Mm. So you got one. You do have a guy in Dak Prescott's. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did not play his rookie no. year. No. You do have a guy in Dak Prescott's division, though. I will put, give you that hint. Jalen Hurts. No. He didn't play his rookie either. Mm, I didn't think so. Oh, your face. Giants? Yes. Who the hell was a. Say it. He's a, Daniel he's, Jones? Daniel Jones. No shot. Five touchdowns in a game. I do not know what game. I'm sorry. I did not go yeah. that deep into that. I saw his – this is why I did the trivia question. <laughs> was was Mac Jones a rookie? Nope. Or it, Mac Jones isn't on this list. He did start as a rookie. You got me guessing shitty rookies now. I know, dude. Well, if – honestly, aside from one dude, there's one Super Bowl winning quarterback on here. The rest are kind of mediocre. Got you. Obviously, if Daniel Jones is one of them. Uh, okay. So you got one just recently won a Super Bowl. He is injured, plays for an NFC team. I, I'm blanking on the division. Uh, one plays in the NFC South as a backup, and then the other one's an AFC. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, five touchdowns as a rookie. Of course, probably had five interceptions that game, too. Oh, he probably had 12. <laughs> <laughs> he throws for five touchdowns. He's flinging it. Is Matthew Stafford one of them? Matthew Stafford is the Super Bowl winning okay. quarterback. The other so, one is an AFC recently – he went from an AFC team to an AFC team, one of the most garbage trades we've seen recently, just based on the way he's played for this team. Uh, w- Russell Wilson. Other one. Uh, Look at your growl tell. Wait, you said he was trading traded from, from an AFC team to another AFC team. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. He likes towels, small ones at that. Oh, you're talking about Deshaun. <laughs> He likes. He Deshaun likes, was awesome. For he the likes Texans. to remove the towels. Yeah, he likes to. He likes okay. small towels. So <laughs> it was Matthew Stafford, uh, Jameis Winston, um, Daniel Jones, and Deshaun, Watson. and Deshaun Watson. And then obviously CJ Stroud joined him yesterday. God, 
Will Levis actually, if he, his four touchdowns are tied for second, obviously. But, Got you. Because I was, I was sitting there, I'm like, man, the fact that we have all active players, I was kind of impressed by that, which is why I did it. But the Daniel Jones fact was honestly too good to pass. Yeah, that was ridiculous. When I saw that name, I'm like, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Leading into another mediocre quarterback comparison, he now has more touchdowns in his career than Kenny Pickett. In nine games. Oh Kenny Pickett's played two seasons. Yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> um, so that one's funny. Um, that could be attributed to Matt Canada, by the way. No, it's 1,000%. <laughs> like, the Steelers, I saw this today. The AFC West, or AFC North, they're in the North. Uh-huh. Um, all of those teams would be in the playoffs if they started today. Because the Ravens that. are 7-2 and two and the rest are 5-3. And the and Bengals, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, oh, ran no. off four straight. They're yeah. last in their division. They're last in their division, which is crazy. All right, a couple by more. By the way, who finishes last? We, we think it's the Steelers, right? Or the Browns. I just like Their defense is so good, but their offense is so mediocre. Yeah. They're the, the exact same team as the Steelers. Yeah. I, I trust their offense a little bit more, so I'll say the Steelers. Yeah. But like, I mean, Mike Tomlin is doing a coach of the year job yeah, right he now. Is. Like, he's I'm insane. Sure. Um. Obviously, Tank Dell, I already hit on him a little bit, but six catches for 114 yards, two touchdowns, including that game winner. Hell yeah. Dude, he does not look like a rookie either. And it's one of those things that you know how they always, after the rookie season, they they redraft them. I would not be shocked if Tank Dell jumps in the first round. Mm-hmm. And if they had taken Jalen Carter instead of Will Anderson, they would have had the greatest draft in the history of draft classes. Has Will Anderson done shit this year? I heard his name one time. He got he had pressures in the game, but I don't know if he ever got a sack. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the other D linemen are doing better. So that might be a test to him because he's yeah. taking up two dudes. To but. see the trader himself flying all over the field. Yeah. Toa, Toa, Toa. Dude, toa, he got toa. cooked. You yeah. would have been happy for that. Oh, Baker yeah. was cooking Toa Toa. Oh, yeah. Looks like Neilan last year. Oh, Lord. Um, this is going to be the fun one. This is the, your last <laughs> trivia for Rookie Review. But Keaton Mitchell. Oh, Keaton yeah. Mitchell, Ravens running back. Zero carries coming into this game on Sunday. He had one catch in garbage time for nine yards. He had nine carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. Stop. Can you name his, uh, can you name his college? I just want to. Take a minute. Talk about. I'll, I'll get, talk about the Ravens in a minute. I will. These too. poor NFC teams that got to go to Baltimore, dude. Seattle, Detroit, eighteen and one. Oh, I, they're my second headline. Yeah, they're my second headline. Yeah, but Keaton name. Mitchell, undrafted uh, rookie. Right, talk, Can you name his college? Um, Keaton Mitchell. Is it D one? It is D one. It is D one. Is it SEC? It is not Power Five. Is it Maction? It is not the Maction. Even is it that, Mountain West? It is not the Mountain West. Is it You're American? Their, yeah, there you are. Is it uh, Tulane? It is not Tulane. Is it UAB? I'm pretty sure this team whooped Memphis last year in football. Like, they went to this place and Temple? Got, no. Temple does usually kill them. Uh, I think uh, East Coast had to do the most. East Coast? Um, is it in Florida, South Florida? No. Carolinas. Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, East Carolina, Keaton the Pirates. Mitchell. That's what I, dude. I looked, I saw this dude, and I'm like, who in the hell is Keaton Mitchell? Like, I'm sitting there, and I was like, going through the rookies. I'm like, Keaton Mitchell. It doesn't. I've never heard matter. of him in my life. This, this is, dude has 130. J.K. Dobbins, you know, is kicking some shit oh, with dude. his Achilles and rehab. He's, He's like, a, they don't need me I for know. shit. They can insert anybody dude. in this offense. Honestly, because it's his contract year, poor Jake. Yes, man. dude. And it, think, imagine him. Like, if, yeah. if this undrafted rookie who apparently ran a four three seven, yeah, which is why I'm, and I'm like, he's still one undrafted four three seven speeds, like yeah. speed speed for a running back. But and I want to shout out Lamar Jackson. Thank you for apologizing to fantasy owners. He's not my yes. quarterback, but I know he's someone else. He's mine. Mad. Okay. <laughs> Lost. So <laughs> damn, Lamar is killing me. And then the last, just to hit on two tight ends, because this tight end rookie class is magnificent. Luke Musgrave. 
aside from the Cowboys rookie. Boy, Michael Mayer go off? He did not. Okay. Uh, Luke Musgrave had for the Green Bay Packers, who didn't even play that much in college, which is why it's crazy that he mm-hmm. went as high as he did. Three catches, 51 yards, a touchdown. Dalton Kincaid, 10 catches, 81 yards. Oh, my God. Dude. Sorry, Dawson Knox. <laughs> you and I are going to have to have a conversation about the Buffalo Bills here soon. Oh, we will. We will. But that is that is the end of Rookie Review. It was a great, great Rookie Review. review. Great Rookie Review. Uh, if I had a cheers button and we had a soundboard, which we don't because I'm too cheap to buy. But, uh, LOL. I'm clapping. I'm clapping, clapping for Cooper. Great. Shout out CJ Stroud. Uh, it's probably going to be my girlfriend's Christmas present because I know she's not listening to this now. So, uh, <laughs> Shout out to him. My second headline has to do with one that's close to the heart. There was a game in Germany that – 8.30 Central Time in the morning. Did you watch it? Um, I came back from church, and it was halftime. Yeah, I watched it until halftime. I turned it on, and I said 21 nothing. I said, I don't know what the hell happened here. And then I watch a Super Bowl contender in that second half. Oh, Lord. I watch Bradley Chubb get after the quarterback. I watch Jalen Phillips. I watch Jalen – I mean, I watch Jalen Ramsey. I watch Patrick Mahomes have zero points. And the Miami Dolphins were a bad snap away from tying the football game in the red zone and make that comeback. The Miami Dolphins are getting too much hate. That's my headline. That's your headline? That's my headline. Oh, my third headline is going to offend you. Oh, we're going <laughs> to – hey, no. You're, you're following it up with your third headline. Oh, for sure. Let's make it – I know they have not beat a winning team. They can only play the people in front of them. But let's, let's get real. Yeah. I mean, losing to the Chiefs in Germany, losing at Philadelphia – with the home cooking they have with the refs there, the Buffalo loss is the worst out of them all. But they have gotten so much better since that loss in Buffalo. And let's not forget, they're a one-score game in a freaking blizzard with Skylar Thompson last year in the playoffs. I know they they have not beat a winning team, but the slow starts have been what plagued them. Um, They arrived early in Germany. Obviously did not help. It didn't help. I watched the bad half. You watched the good half. Yes, I watched it. Maybe you're good luck and I'm bad luck. I'll stop watching those games. No, no, it's not that. Their defense has actually shown signs of life, though. Uh, Kansas City only had 67 yards of offense in that second half. This was a playoff preview, and as a Dolphins fan, I am not, like, shaking in my boots about playing the Chiefs. I know how loaded the AFC is, but the Dolphins' next five games are the Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, and Jets again. So that's 5-0. They're likely going to be a two seed. Yeah. I don't care who comes to Miami. Kansas City is probably going to be that one seed. If you have to come to Miami, they play extremely well at home, and I think they can make an AFC championship-like run. I don't know what they could do in Arrowhead. Yeah. That's still up in the air, but I'm not fearful as a Dolphins fan. 6-3, and three, again, haven't beaten uh, a winning team, but they can only play who's on the schedule. And I think they'll be fine. Yeah. You're actually not going to be offended by my next headline. It's the headline of every single national media source is out there saying Cowboys and Dolphins are pretenders. Yeah. Um, you and I are, as fans of the prospective teams, I'm not upset by the game I watched on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I literally told you going in, I'm like, Jack, I'm, we're not beating them there. Like, if we do, great. But I'm always accustomed to just going one and one. Just mm-hmm. lose the lose the road game, win the home game. Because right. – at the end of the day, you go in 5-1 and one in your division, typically bodes well. You just have to win the other game. And I'm looking at Miami. They got their ass beat by Buffalo. Yep. Then it was a two-touchdown, kind of closer in Philly. And then it was, Seven hey, w- one snap away from yeah. tying the game. You and me both. I, yeah, Miami's I, getting better. I think Dallas and Miami are really good analogy. Yeah. And on any given Sunday, I think they can beat anybody. For sure. And it's literally, I had to watch. I suffered through the Dallas Cowboys getting absolutely massacred by the 49ers. 
and then I watched us play a competitive football game. And honestly, if we don't screw ourselves over here and there, mm-hmm. you win it. Yep. You win it. You were yep. the better team. I did not leave that game being like, oh, my God, we're going to get absolutely massacred in the playoffs. Like, we've seen the Dolphins and the Seahawks – or not the Dolphins, the Lions and the Seahawks recently just get absolutely massacred. So, you're, mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're like, you can probably handle them. We know we can go toe-to-toe with the Eagles. It's absolutely. that 49ers. It's that, like, to the Dolphins, for the Chiefs, it's the 49ers to the Cowboys. Like, we're sitting there and we're like – we have to have our best game. Like, we have to go out there and execute. I would not be shocked if the Cowboys finally found a way to make the championship game. Obviously, I'm you're, you have a co- coach that you're confident in. I'm not confident in my coach in the playoffs. But I, I'm, I'm not not confident in the Cowboys after that game. Like, a lot went wrong. You still played an incredible game. Yep. And Dak playing the way he's playing, I haven't seen this Dak since rookie's Dak, mm-hmm. which I'm thrilled about. Yeah. I'm thrilled about it. So, I am too. Shout, Dak, shout out to the national media. Shout out to them. And I think it's if we're playing that game that we usually play, I'm not hitting the panic button with either one of those no, teams. No, that was basically the substitution for panic relax because, like, everybody's sitting there. I mean, obviously, you know, Stephen A. Smith is all up on the Cowboys' mm-hmm. ass this morning. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm not panicked. Like, mm-hmm. I was panicked after the 49ers game, and then we, we rebounded. Mm-hmm. If we had played like we played against the 49ers, sure. I'm smashing the panic button. Actually, I'm not watching another Cowboys game this year if we mm-hmm. played the way we played 100%. against the 49ers. But I'm not, I'm not upset by this. And I watched the Dolphins first half, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, they're just they're just not there yet. I'm like, mm-hmm. and then I see the second half, and I'm like, okay, yeah. they're there, they're ready. Well, I'm, I'm smashing the panic button on the team behind us, even though they got their first win last oh, night. I'm we'll not. get we're, to that later. What are we? One and five right uh, now. We'll banter. We're one and six, but we'll oh. banter about that later. You're going, Seventy six and six. Yeah, the even Trailblazers G League team choked that one away last night. We'll get to why we got our first win. Oh, you know my real feelings towards that. You and Ben got the the brunt of that. Oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Let's get into a feel good story. And my third headline is Josh Dobbs, and we'll get into Cooper's fourth one. Josh Dobbs was signed on Wednesday, or traded, excuse me, to the Minnesota Vikings on Wednesday. We've seen this story before. Baker Mayfield for the Rams doing that. This one's a little bit different. Josh Dobbs did not prepare as if he was going to start. Nope. He prepared to watch Jaron Hall play and then be thrown in there a couple weeks later. Yep. Um, here's a stat for you. Josh Dobbs did not take a single rep with the offense in practice. He had no snaps from the center, Garrett Bradbury, and he had never thrown passes to anyone and didn't know most of their full names. When he was asked about it, he said that's for next week. I talked about the red zone experience with Baker Mayfield. Um, Dobbs, after the game, said that O'Connell was having to translate every call and map out plays mid-huddle. Jeez. Dobbs added, it's like if you were taking AP Spanish all year and you show up and you were told on Wednesday you have an AP French exam on Sunday. (laughs) He said that's how different the language was, but O'Connell mapping out the plays in the middle of the huddle helped quite a bit. In reality, we know he's not a franchise quarterback, but I'm happy for Vikings fans. They don't have they haven't lost hope. They're all yeah. wearing Kirk Cousins t shirts before the game. And Josh Dobbs on the road finds a way to put up thirty one points and get a win. And Minnesota's sitting here at five and four and a shallow bonob of the NFC. They still have a shot to make the playoffs. For sure. I'm happy for Vikings fan. Great story and one of the best of the day yesterday. Yeah. No, they're they're wild card hopes and even they they can even make a push for their division if they so choose. Yeah. They're, I'm not counting them out. Um, 
honestly, it's probably the best things for the Vikings. That yeah. uh, Obviously, you never wish for injury. Jaron Hall was not ready to play an NFL game. No. And Josh Dobbs, what he is, is a smart quarterback. Yeah. I mean, this dude is a freaking, what is it, a uh, aerospace, aerospace engineer. engineer? Yeah, this dude's not dumb. Uh, and you saw the way he was playing. He was playing like a veteran quarterback that got thrown in the fire. One read, go. Yeah. Exactly. If that one read ain't there, I'm tucking and running. I mean, he ran it for like 70 yards, had that critical 23 or 22-yard oh, run yeah. on fourth down. It's amazing. I mean, I'm sitting there watching it. And, and half of it's probably because he doesn't know what the hell routes are being run. Exactly. And that's the thing. It was a one read and go because yeah. he's like, I don't have enough time to sit here and figure out what they're running. If I know what this dude's running, I'm going to look. If it ain't there, I'm going. Right. And it's that kind of quick mentality that allowed them to do that. On the or on the Falcon side, my God. Losses, back-to-back losses, making Will Levis look like a future Hall of Famer and now giving this shit up to Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Smith better be making some phone calls trying to find a new job soon if he keeps playing like this. I mean, you have no excuse to lose that game. Yeah, I, like I, This is awesome for Josh Dobbs, but if you're Arthur Smith and the Falcons, you have no excuses. Like That's no. pitiful. Um, and honestly, the me the me as a roommate in front of yours, I'm sitting there, I'm like, Josh Dobbs ain't doing this. Like I, I can't wait to show yeah. Jack, both Baker and yeah. Josh Dobbs. And then I see them both throw the touchdown, and I just put my phone down. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and I didn't nope, say shit today. because of CJ. Not today. And then CJ did that, and I'm standing up in our living room screaming the people below us were probably like god what is this dude because i was going berserk i'm like thank god yeah. josh Dobbs might have won but at least cj didn't yeah. lose to baker because i would not have been able to handle both uh, shout out to josh Dobbs. though this is awesome yeah, i is, mean it's a cool story you're bro. welcome uh because if the dallas cowboys don't lose to you you probably are still just sitting at the cardinals right now oh, no, shout out to the dallas cowboys well, and, and and meanwhile the cardinals got absolutely molly waft without him <laughs> Dude, that, that speaking of rookie quarterbacks not ready to play in a football game, yeah, Clayton too. My Jesus. word, against yeah. that defense too. Yeah. Like I would have just ran. I would have ran wildcat the whole game. It, Dobbs is gonna do what he did for Arizona. Cardinals fans, I saw him in comments constantly. Like we suck, but like we have a fun team to watch yeah. every year. And that's he, what the Vikings are gonna be. The rest they were of the in year. the game. Exactly. They were. At, they were in every game, whether they won or lost. I mean. They were a giant comeback win away from being mm-hmm. one and one. I mean, they were literally in every single game. Shout out to Josh Dobbs. That's an awesome story. Shout out to him. What's your fourth headline, brother? I think this is my third one, but the third Ravens. We got to talk about the Ravens. Are they the best team in the NFL right now? Because Lamar had a garbage game, and they still ran for 240 yards and won a game. I'm like, blasted asked. the team. I'm glad you asked. My next headline is my power rankings. Are oh, is your oh. best team in football right now? I'd have to say they're at least one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm not confident in the 49ers I'm not confident in the Cowboys. The chiefs offensive woes are still making me question a lot of things about them. Their defense is going to keep them in games. Bengals are awesome, but they're still, we got to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, bills. I just don't trust like they'd be, they'd be one or two. Yep. Um, I mean, Lamar is 18 and one against NFC teams. So apparently if he ever decides to leave the Ravens and come to an NFC team, watch out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> cause he's a God against them, but he hasn't played well. And they're still seven and two. Yeah, in the best division right now. In and I want to shout out a man they brought from the practice squad who was sitting on his couch in training camp, Kyle Van Noy. Yep. Five sacks, twenty quarterback pressures, has been absolutely phenomenal. The thirty-two-year-old yep. had been written off, and he has been incredible for them. Yep. The Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, both in the same division have both rattled off four straight two hottest teams in yeah. football. I mean, this is literally four weeks ago. You and I are sitting there after watching them below the game to the Steelers. We're sitting there like, how in the hell are you mm-hmm. losing this ball game? 
And now I'm sitting here saying they might be the best team in the NFL. Yep. Like, Lamar has not played a great game yet, and they're 7-2. and two. Defense is special. Their defense, passing defense is the best defense in the NFL. Their passing defense. And their front front four. Roquan Smith has insane. been it's insane. too. Like, yeah. top to bottom, if they just start clicking in the passing game, oh, mm. Lord. Yep. I agree oh, with that. Well, let's wrap up this NFL segment before we get into some NBA stuff. Yes, sir. I do NBA power rankings every Friday. We're starting NFL power rankings every Monday, and my top five is up on the screen. Number one, Philadelphia Eagles at 8-1, even though they've struggled. I'm sorry, Coop. They're still number one. have to clean up the vomit on this. Chiefs are number two. They're 7-2. and Ravens. Team we're just talking about are three. I wanted them to jump the Chiefs. I just could not do it just yet with the way Lamar is playing. They're at seven and two. Uh, Bengals and Dolphins coming up four and five. Bengals are five and three. Rattled off four straight. They look like a completely different team, and so does Joe Burrow. Dolphins, I really struggled to put at five because I was in between the Dolphins, who were six and three, the Jags, who were six and two, the Cowboys, who were five and three, and the Lions, who are still six and two. Um, I went with the Dolphins. The Jags, they had a bye week. I trust Mike McDaniel and Tua more than I do Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson right now. The Cowboys, Dolphins, I think they're almost the same team, but I just gave the Dolphins a nod because they have one more win. Just one more win. They have the better coach. Okay, uh, that's true. And then the Lions, I can't get, I couldn't put them there at six and two because of I can't get that Baltimore loss out of my head. So I went with the Dolphins. Agree, disagree? What do you see, Cooper? Obviously, I just. Slobbed on the Ravens now for a second, so I'm just gonna say I'd have them higher. Gotcha. But honestly, I'd have the Bengals higher. Like I know mm-hmm. their record is deceiving, and they started as bad as they did. Mm-hmm. They're the best. They're one of the best teams in football right now. I, I mean, you go on the road to uh, the 49ers, spank them. I know that the game was a little closer, but they dominated that football mm-hmm. game. You just whooped up on the Bills, and it never looked like the Bills had hope at all in that game. Yeah. Like you're beating playoff teams yep. week in, week out. And this could have been a season very well that we're talking about them being the bottom of their division. Like I know they're the bottom of the division right now, but they're five and three at the bottom of the division. We could be talking about the fact that they're three and five yep. at the bottom of the division. They bounce back. Uh, they've been incredible. I'm not upset by the Dolphins. I would have put the Dolphins above the other teams you named, uh, with the sixth being uh, the Jaguars. Yep. The I'm Cowboys. There. Cowboys would probably be like my seventh, eighth team, just because I don't trust Mike McCarthy. Like this is literally the Mike McCarthy team at the Packers that got him fired. Yes. That's all I see in this team. I, I'm there. The Jags are my sixth team as well. You put the Chiefs about four, and then Ravens. Yeah. Bengals two, three. I respect yeah. that, especially with the, with the Chiefs. What happened? In Chiefs Denver. offense. If their offense was as good as it has been in recent years, yep. they'd be number one. Like they yeah. would be undefeated. Like, I, not losing. I was thinking to myself today, I'm really shocked they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Those receivers For are sure. not yeah. NFL, are Super Bowl caliber receivers. The yeah. only receiver I trust is Rasheed Rice, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, and he's a rookie. And he's a rookie. It's crazy. Like, he might fold in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. But I do love him. But yeah. they just – their offense, like, 21 points in one, one half, and then you score nothing. Yep, absolutely. Super Bowl prediction today. Give me – Give me Eagles, Eagles, Ravens. Like, let me just let's just watch the most Iowa Northwestern football game of run it down each other's throats. Give me Eagles, Ravens. I'm gonna go Eagles, Bengals. That's fine. I mean, this is that Bengals team is what we predicted at the beginning of the year. Everyone predicted them to be one of the better teams, and they just struggled to start out, Mm. and now they're back. Like, and we've seen them. Joe Burrow shows up in the playoffs. That's Joe Cool. That's Joe Shiesty. Joe Burr. 
I mean, I was I'm so in between choosing the Chiefs just because Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, the, I mean, it's just something. Special. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it I, I'm fun. never gonna not pick him, yeah. but it's just it's just yeah. not fun to pick him yeah. at this point. It's That's like the true. voter voter uh, fatigue yeah. with Nikola. It's like Jokic. picking Giannis for NBA. Yeah, exactly. Or, or same with Nikola Jokic. Do you want to kick off uh, your NBA topic? Or you want me to start? We can kick off mine. Right, uh, I just it, it was an open in open ended thought. What's your initial thought on the end season tournament? From the I like courts it. to the I like it. Um I, I think as far as the concept goes, Adam Silver wanted to bring attention to the sport of basketball in the middle of football season. Yeah. For an NBA fan, check has me engaged. I understand the process Tuesdays and Fridays. Um and the fact that it's not adding on games, they're just randomly selected regular season games amongst five teams. Yep. And then if you win the championship, everybody gets a half million dollars, and also it keeps everybody engaged. I would add one thing. If you really want to captivate these players because they have a ton of money already, give them an automatic playoff bid if they win this. That like would that. have them playing competitively yeah. and bring a lot of meaning to the process. Um, as far as courts, jerseys, I like the idea of it. The execution is fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, some Which the, part, the jerseys or the courts? They, they need some. They need some type of oversight with the jerseys. Yeah. I mean, if you're just a casual fan, not an NBA fan like you and I are, if you're a casual fan and you turn on that, that is the worst representation of NBA jerseys yes. there possibly are. The courts are horrendous too. I like the idea <laughs> of them being miscolored, but again, they need some goddamn oversight. I'm sorry for my language in this episode, but as an NBA fan, these jerseys and courts are a disgrace to the game of basketball. The concept, however, is absolutely beautiful. What's your opinion? That was n- <laughs> I was just not expecting that. Um, the, <laughs> the courts are a cool concept. I like the fact that you have another jersey. Yeah. Um, I do think all the jerseys are garbage this year. Like, there's not yeah. even a redeemable one. Yeah. And typically, I don't say that. Like, typically, there is a redeemable jersey. Like, somebody's made a good jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, t- in past years, it's been the Grizzlies have been making really good jerseys. This year, it's like they just didn't care, and they were like, hey, go to a preschool and see what they draw on a sheet of paper, and let's use it. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel with every jersey this year. Um, the courts are a little too much at the moment. I like the idea of yeah. what they're doing, but they're just a little too much. The concept's great. The execution's it's pitiful. Poor. Yeah. yeah, and I that's so funny. But um, you also have already seen like some really cool games being played in those. Um, you you mentioned right. Kyrie came back specifically to play that in season mm-hmm. tournament game, which was funny. Right. Um, Cowboy or not the Cowboys? The Grizzlies lost their first one, which is ironic to a G League team. But. And I'm gonna be honest, I was skeptical of the idea one because I didn't know what the hell was going on. For yeah. pretty much until now. Um, but once you grasp the concept, uh, I do like it. I, I do. do like their uh, the commercial. I yeah. do like that yeah, commercial. Yeah, that yeah. commercial's cool. They invest in all the right things, yeah. for sure. And the court does make it feel special. I like the trophy on the court, too, the yeah. NBA Cup on the court, nah, for that's sure. Cool. That's cool. Uh, but, yeah, in-season tournament, I think, is a success this far. Let's go. Cool. I, I do. I agree. I, oh. I agree. They're, they can get better at it. But, obviously, it's year one. I'm so glad like you, you brought this up. You and I are kind of like yin and yang of topics here. It's when we do five headlines from the weekend. Shout out to you, Coop. Uh, my first NBA topic is LaMelo Ball. Oh, big ball. When are you coming back? He had a weekend this did weekend. He? Yes. Yes, did Cooper, he did. Remember where I sent it off? I sent uh, – well, that's Zion. I he LaMelo's dating a 32-year-old, but that's okay. What? Yeah, and she's – Okay. She's plastic up, kind of like Mariah. Oh, okay. But, um, okay. That checks out. LaMelo threw five games before uh, 
his historic performance yesterday. He was averaging 14 points on 29% from the field. Dylan Brooks? Yeah, 14 points on 29% from the field. Um, I sent you that video yesterday. Tyrese Halliburton had 43 points Saturday night, but LaMelo had the game-winning steal. I'm sure everybody saw that. He played like shit in that game up until that point. And then yesterday, they played Dallas. I told you right before you left Sunday, I was like, I can't wait to watch this Dallas-Charlotte game on a Sunday night. (laughs) And I'm like feeding over it. LaMelo had seven points. I think he was shooting like 20% from the field heading into the fourth. And then 23 of his 30 points came in that fourth quarter. He was battling with Luka Doncic going head-to-head. And he had 30 points, 13 rebounds, and or excuse me, 30 points, 13 assists, and 10 rebounds. Dang. Making him the only player in franchise history to ever put up a regulation 30-point triple-double. He also became the first Hornets player ever to reach 10 triple-doubles, and he's only 22 years old. Jeez. I think LaMelo, this is a coming-out party for him. His head coach, Steve Clifford, had pointed to him missing most of training camp due to his ankle surgery. That's why he kind of had this slow start. I think this has put him into that. Charlotte did fall to 2-4 and four now. Uh, with Terry Rozier out and Brandon Miller looking handicapped in the starting lineup, he's going to have to put up some numbers. And yeah. LaMelo did so yesterday. No, shout-out LaMelo. Obviously, I didn't get to watch that game. I was too mm-hmm. focused on like the best team in basketball playing at the time. Um, Who's that? Oh, we'll talk about it in a second. Oh, okay. They got their first win last night. Okay. No, yeah. this Bismack season. This okay. Santi Aldama season. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, you sent me that video, and I'm like, huh? Let me see what like this. Let me like go back and watch this game and score, or like go watch these highlights real quick. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, Tyrese is cooking him all night. I'm sitting there, I'm like, you had to get the ball stolen one mm. on the last play of the game. Tyrese, I'm pretty sure he broke some Pacers record too, or he had a career high or something. Mm. 43 and 13 or something crazy like that. Tyrese is him. He's averaging 24 and 10 right now. He's playing really well. That's my boy. That's my boy. But shout out to LaMelo because this team needs him to play the way he played before that ankle surgery. I mean, and and he was playing awesome in those first couple years. And Eric Collins, a Hornets announcer, had me on the edge of my seat. Dude, he's Gus Johnson of the basketball. He's so good, dude. He's Gus Johnson of the basketball. He's so funny. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, But shout out to LaMelo Ball. You got anything else NBA-wise? Oh, I wanted to bring the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. And I can. They uh, got their first dub last night. I can crush your dreams with this. Why? No. They got their first dub. Yeah, they got their first dub. Finally, they've. Hold on. All right, let me be mean because obviously I was mean before we got our first dub. Like, like Leah literally calls me a sour patch kid when I watch this game. She goes, "You're like so angry, and then you just go all of a sudden happy." Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Jenkins, for as good as he is, and as good as he has been for the past couple of years, for some reason. He just decides to start playing with things unnecessarily. Like defensively, for some reason, we play weird and we're just not doing the normal things that we're good at. And we finally got back to that, which is part of the reason we won. His lineups. I'm sitting there watching this game and I look at Leah. I'm like, Jacob Gilliard, Luke Kennard, Zaire Williams. I think it was David Roddy and Kenny Lofton. I'm like, what in the F is this lineup? He was trying to get away with that for a minute or two. He just had to get Bane I know. and Jaron Rest. I know, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, at least put, like, at least keep somebody. Like, mm-hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> Zaire and all of those guys should never be on the court together. Like, Zaire and Roddy should never be on the court together. They There should be one of those at a time, and there should be one of – Two defensively handicapped guards yeah. at one time. Zaire Williams is, you know, he's two I years went. away from being two years. No, nah, you you know where I went last year. He's I don't G-League. think. I, yeah, I think I, I do not think he's an NBA basketball player. I, I he does not give you 
pretty much anything. Yeah. The thing you can point to is he shoots in like mid to high 30s from three. He's 37% right now. Yeah, but nobody is like, no other no, team on the scouting report is like, we got to get out to that no. fucking Zaire Williams corner. But it's, it's one of those things that like, if he can shoot 37%, right. when Ja comes back, a guy sitting in the corner that can shoot 37%, uh-huh. that's better than, I mean, I love I love David Roddy more. David Roddy's shooting 20 right now. Yeah, he is. Like, it's one of those things that like, I understand it was, he only took two shots yesterday, but like, I'd rather take a one for two versus Dylan's one for 12. 100%. So, like, in the sense of Zaire's still very long and defensively he's not been terrible. Um, <laughs> so, after I was ranting to you and Ben, I was finally like, all right, I just need somebody to agree with me real quick because I wasn't getting the love and appreciation I wanted out of y'all. Just, just to. Well, I'd put my phone in the other no, room. No, I know, because I was blowing you up. <laughs> no, after I saw the. Um, no, after I saw the, the play where. Um, Santi Aldama got fault, called for a flop. I was that's when I text goodnight Dude. fellas and I throw my phone in the other room. So, uh, all jokes aside, Santi Aldama played great in that first run that he was yeah. in. When he came back out, he apparently turned into Charmin. No. He was soft as hell. The Grizzlies are nothing without Desmond Bain in the basketball game. It doesn't yeah. matter what lineup it is. I think Taylor found something with the Bismack thing. Um, oh, for sure. Him with Jaren. Everybody knew that that would work, yes. and I think he had to – give Bismack at least a one-game yes. buffer and not completely throw, throw him into the, the fire. fire. And as far as the Grizzlies and if I believe in them or not, I, that game didn't change a thing for me. One, it's against the Scoot Henderson list and Anthony Simons list, Portland Trailblazers. And, and it took, Williams list. And it took a 30-2 to two run, a just a Hall of Fame collapse from the Trailblazers to even get that win. To be fair, it took us all having a Hall of Fame collapse for them to get that win in the game before. Yeah, but then then you split the games regardless. Yeah. I, I, if this team was any good, they'd not be playing with any teams like this. It's the injury report. It's too much. I'm not putting it on Taylor. I'm not putting it on anybody. Yeah. If I have to put it on anybody, it's a guy behind us because I, I think he could will two or three wins that we would have had yeah. in this record so far, and I hope he's watching on the couch and feeling guilty. I saw him post a picture of him in a Grizzlies warm-up yesterday. I think he's really starting to feel the impact of his decisions over the summer, as he should. Um, I'm not ready to to kind of cast any sort – I'm I'm mad. I thought it would be more competitive, but I don't think – I'm not mad at anything because I'm like, yeah. what is this team supposed yeah. to do? No. And Marcus Smart, you saw him kind of – you saw a little bit of white flags in the first through third quarters with a shot selection of just, hey, I'm going to shoot this up. Well, if it'll go in, maybe it'll yeah, help us. Yeah, yeah we're no. going to lose whenever. He Smart, Smart looks around and he's like, who the hell else is going to score besides Desmond and Jaren? Yeah. There's nothing else on this team right now. I don't yeah. believe it. I think they'll be lucky to have f- be 5-20 and 20 by the time they get to John Moran. Optimistic Grizzly over here for a second. Go ahead. Obviously, I'm the late, least optimistic person. Like, if y'all have listened to anything I say, I'm never optimistic. Good podcast is contrasting beliefs. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. Glad we're different. Um, the first three quarters of this game, I'm sitting here still complaining about the fact that we can't do elementary type basketball skills. Rebounding being one of them. Uh, dribbling the effing basketball is the other one, and making an effing Dude, layup is text, the other one. Your text in the group chat when you said, "Oh, and we need to do layup lines." Yes. Like, lay up better or whatever the hell you said. Yeah. Can we learn how to lay up? <laughs> yeah, it was, that was dumb. Dude, no, I'm not wrong. And I'm so glad X didn't play because if I had to watch one more game of him missing bunnies at the rim, yeah. I would have been furious. And I will say this. We're, to, we're ruffling some feathers at Friday Night Lost when X just completely hurled it over the backboard. I'm <laughs> <laughs> done. Happy Grizzly, happy. I'm being optimistic today. I'm being optimistic. Oh, yeah. If Taylor runs that starting at – 
that lineup he played in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. the uh, Bain, Smart, Kennard, Jaron, Bismack, mm-hmm. that lineup can win us a game. 100%. Like, I, I thoroughly believe that that lineup starting, that lineup finishing can win us games. Uh-huh. And you can get by – Kenny Lofton played 10 great minutes last night, in my opinion. I was really proud of him. Uh, Santi, X, Conchar, I feel like got group of that guys, Derek Rose maybe fitting into that, they can keep you steady. I don't think their plus minuses are going to be anything to write home about. But that starting lineup, if that's the starting lineup he goes with, we can steal some games. I'm still with you, like, even in all optimism. Seven wins is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to scrape and claw just to get in the Rob Fisher told Desmond Bain after the game, he's like, let's start a new streak against Miami on Wednesday. I literally blurted out, what the hell? Dude. Rob Fisher, I, I was I was watching their broadcast. He was saying some <laughs> wild yeah, yeah. stuff on that broadcast. If we beat Miami, the Miami Heat at home on Wednesday, I'll start to lift an eyebrow by an inch. Yeah. But until we rattle off two, three, four straight wins, I don't think this team is anything. Oh, I'm sorry. No, let's just. I'll be watching. Oh, I'll be watching. You know, I torture myself. I torture myself through the yeah. Jazz game. If I, I can d- torture myself through that, I'll watch anything. Just the expectations will be a whole lot different. Than yeah, two weeks. No, ago. and I do think the Heat game is one that you can steal. If yeah. that's the, if Taylor realizes that lineup's the lineup to steal some games and just stay afloat, I think that's a game we can win because the Heat have not been good. No. And. Let's be real. They don't give a rip no. about the regular season. And you know Jimmy Butler's mailing in a Wednesday night in Memphis. But also, your next two games are at home, and they're both winnable. You have the Heat at home, and you have the Jazz. You got to make up for that Jazz loss, because my God, that was the most worst loss I've ever had to endure. But then you go two Clippers, two Lakers, two Spurs, home against Celtics, at Rockets, or yeah, at Rockets, Suns, Timberwolves, Jazz. And we're not even close to Jaw coming back. At Mavericks, at Suns, Mavericks, at home, at Rockets, home against Rockets, at Thunder, Jaw's back against Pelicans. Yep. Seven is max. I will say this. Aren't you glad we didn't trade for Robert Williams? You see the news? Dude, I literally was going to tell you that. I wasn't going to say it here, but I was going to, like, as soon as you walked in, I was going to be like, dude, I'm so glad we yeah. did not. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, yeah. Zach Kleiman, for yeah. being patient. Yeah. <laughs> We're, and nobody else in the Bismack free world Bismack was is. a perfect one. Yes. It cost nothing. Bismack's perfect. I still. Um, we mentioned this when Bismack signed. Like he's got the twenty games until Ja comes back, and you've either got to waive somebody or you got to do a two for one trade. I I do hope to see a Jake Arabia and somebody else. They can't him, so. see one. I don't think Jake. Uh, not a lot of people on this team. Trade them for cash. Trade them for two dollars cash. Yeah, yeah. there they, there'll probably be a wave because I don't know if anybody yeah. outside of Dez, Jaron, and. I don't know who else has any value yeah, no, on this I, team. I don't disagree. I did tell Connor yesterday because we were obviously – Oh, had, I had, an unnamed oh, source. My, ooh, yeah, ooh, that's an unnamed source. My bad. I'm going to get fined for that. Um, <laughs> that's an unnamed source, okay? I was telling an unnamed source who uh, <laughs> we also play basketball with from time to time. I literally said, dude, I would give you Jake Laravia's contract to go play basketball for our team right now. Like, yeah. I would take you over Jake Laravia. Yeah, 100%. And you're – a five ten white who doesn't run. Yeah, but Connor will be extremely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To... unnamed source, uh, unnamed source. Excuse me, unnamed, unnamed source. source. No, we're going extremely... off the rails today, dude. Yeah, this is gonna get dude. demonetized. Oh my god, we're gonna get taken off YouTube. <laughs> the unnamed source. <laughs> but uh, we had to had to defend Dak Prescott for two and a half hours yesterday too, yeah. which is beyond me. Tough scene. Ever get mad at a dude for throwing three hundred fifty? <laughs> like, imagine telling your quarterback he was the issue when he had one bad play. Oh no. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm, there, I'm like, what are we talking about? Well, Stephen A even opened up first take today. He was like, 
dude. Dak Prescott wasn't the problem. Dak's not the reason you lost. Dak's the only reason you were semi in that game. Rex Ryan, I thought was gonna like crawl up on the desk and like cry about Brandon Cooks not being the number two. Receiver. No, I I'm makes no damn sense. I'm with him on that. C.D. Lamb's obviously your number one. I love the uses they're getting for Kevontae Turpin, but use that on Brandon Cooks. Yeah, like have some plays. Like my God, do the stupid like I see every team do it. Do the stupid. Uh, motion to start, and then he runs back, and he's just sitting right Didn't there. Didn't they flat. trade for him? Oh yeah. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm on. I'm calling Mike. I'm like, what did I give up assets for this? No, did you not hear him at the trade deadline? He goes, "We made our trades already. We got Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore." And everybody's like, "All right, use them." Yeah, exactly. I don't know, dude. He's a buffoon. Get, I don't get it. <laughs> he, he makes it hard to put on the put on that star. I'll be completely honest. One hundred percent. We gotta unfortunately uh, wrap up with two pretty serious. Um, Topics and one is CJ McCollum. Yeah. The 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 mellow CJ and Bronny. The reason I bring all these like random NBA basketball like you know and like Bronny stories is because like I, these are these were my scripts for today. Yeah. Mostly like three of my three of my headlines I just recycle from what I wrote no. earlier today. Uh, but the CJ McCollum thing, I was thinking to myself this morning. I always try to think of an angle that like nobody else knows. And yes, we've seen like. Okay, he's got a collapsed lung, or he's got the what was the term pneumothorax in his right lung, but nobody knows what the hell no that is. Said. And another thing I didn't know: this was his second time having this in two years. He had this in Portland back in 2021. The Pelicans have not named how long, what a timetable it is, but history has. Uh, this pneumothorax, according to the Mayo Clinic, is an air leak between his lung and chest wall. Basically, there's just a leak between your lung and your chest cavity, and it causes that lung to massively deflate. Back in 2021, CJ had the exact same health scare with the Trailblazers. The team had originally put a two-week recovery time on it. However, he missed like six weeks. He did not come very fast. He missed 18 total games that season and was traded a few weeks later to the Pelicans. Now, the Pelicans, as I said, have not shared a timeline, but with like, they're uh, going, undergoing more examination the next uh, two days. And that's different and, from a sprained ankle. Yeah. Like, this is like, and the, he needs the fact this is the second time yeah. this is happening, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed several months. Uh, Zion is going to have to be MVP caliber Zion to keep this team afloat. Yeah. Hopefully, CJ McCollum's okay. I saw him on Twitter. He seems like to be in good spirits. It's not like, you know, a deathly scary thing, but yeah. hopefully he's all right. No, I mean, in the sense of just like pure – human like I mean right. I don't even know how to say that any other way like you're obviously terrified because that's like something you don't understand fully mm-hmm. and you're sitting here and you're like this dude's had it twice yeah um at if don't rush him back at least like I mean yeah. that that's something that you don't play with um and I think they have players to be able to like cover for him in yeah. the sense of basketball terms like Zion's been playing excellent Brandon Ingram's been playing excellent they're just gonna have to hope that those two dudes stay healthy yes um but yeah hope for a speedy recovery from my boy cj mccollum shout out to cj he's never made an all-star team well he's if he played the grizzlies every night he'd be mvp pretty crazy pretty <laughs> if he played the grizz every night he'd be the best basketball player of all time or, michael jordan who would be what he would say if he played the grizzlies every night. <laughs> absolutely man absolutely dogs us for sure Bronny james is you know it's an opening of college basketball season usc opens their season against kansas state tonight he's not going to be playing in that season opener oh. Um, there, this is a lot more unclear in the CJ McCollum thing. CJ, you can just look it up, like what the hell is going on. But this one, um, it's been four months since it's collapse. He got ruled out USC's first game tonight. He did have successful heart surgery back in August. You and I talked about that a little yeah. bit, but 
he's been cleared to play basketball since August. Really? And there's been no reports of him even playing at all. Head coach got asked about it. And he said Bronny was playing extremely well before the issue. Our top concerns is health. And he's, he, like, added, we're hopeful that he will play at some point this season. LeBron made it clear in his Lakers media day, of course, that he was like, Bronny's going to play this season. And, I mean, we have nothing. And the fact that he's not playing opening night, and yeah. there's not even a sniff of him practicing is very yeah. concerning. Because this is a five-star All-American playing yeah. with Boogie Ellis. LJ a, Collier. Yeah. Collier on an extremely talented USC team, and he's not playing opening night. No one knows when the hell he's going to actually play. Yeah. I feel like the radio silent ones are the ones that are more scary. Like, yeah. Because, like, the Grizzlies are radio silent with everything. And so we were sitting here like, all right, yep. well, I guess we're not having Jaron the whole year. <laughs> and then yeah. they don't tell you until Jaron's out for the whole season. Yeah, exactly. Um, the radio silent ones are interesting. But if he's been cleared, uh, maybe it's a him. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's like he doesn't feel comfortable. I have no clue. No. Um it's interesting that he's been clear, but he's not playing. Yeah. That is interesting. It Maybe is he's not up to game speed yet. Like, he's not back to full conditioning, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I have no clue. I, I did not know he wasn't playing. Yeah. Because um, that team is one of the teams that everybody's, like, predicting to be stacked, stacked. Yeah, um, it is. It is for sure. And hopefully, Bronny can get better. Yeah, hopefully, I just, want, I just want some actual clarity on it. I do want to take a look, because I keep seeing people reference back to the NFL for a minute, like the NFL playoff picture. Um and I, we have a few minutes before we hit the hour mark, which is usually when we wrap up. But Cooper, as of right now, the Buffalo Bills are not in the playoffs. They're the number nine seed in the <laughs> No, they're not. The Jets are above them at the eight seed. The Jets are four and three. The Bills are five and four. Bengals are that seven seed. Is it eight teams that get in, or is it seven? Seven. 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 Bengals are the final team in. The Browns are six. Steelers. The Steelers are five. The Miami Dolphins are four, Jags are three, Baltimore Ravens, Ravens two, Chiefs are one. Yeah, I knew I knew all four of the yeah. AFC North are in there. Yeah. And Which the, is insane. The Jets are above the Bills on the bubble. In the NFC, uh, let me see if I can change it over. I'd la- I would laugh my butt off if the Cowboys aren't in it. Cowboys are number six. The Vikings <sighs> with Josh Dobbs are number seven. No, they're not. Yeah. And the Commanders and Falcons are the first two teams out on the bubble at eight and nine. And... Seahawks are five, Saints are four, 49ers are three, Lions two, Eagles, Eagles one. one. Yeah, yeah. NFC out. makes a lot of sense, but the fact that as of right now the Buffalo Bills would not be what would, that is that is Madden curse on like yes. on the tip top of Madden curse if Josh Allen and them don't even make yeah. the playoffs. And is Matt Milano out for the year? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Trey White is it's tough. Trey Davis White's out. Too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they they're down like their two best players. Yeah. On defense, at yeah, least. on defense, and that offense does not look the same. No. That um, at all. Maybe stop giving the ball to Latavius Murray. Maybe that'll well, help. Well, I don't know. That's just me. Texans are sitting second in the AFC South. Real shot to get in. I would, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for CJ Stroud to have to play playoff. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> I'm enjoying this rookie of the year campaign he's putting on, but I don't know. Playoff football is different. We're about to record TikToks uh, for this week, Coop and I are, but Coop, I want to get you go ahead and thinking, because today you're guessing the top five quarterbacks with the highest throw power on Madden. Oh, freedom. Yeah. Top freedom. Th- top three are really easy, um, but four and five are pretty difficult. Um, and then you're also guessing the top five point guards according to 2K. These are just overall ratings, top five point guards according okay. to 2K. And yeah, that's a crowded point. It's guard a crowded point guard league right now. Tyrese Halliburton's obviously number one. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You can guess that. You can guess that. 
And then you're also, uh, since I know you put in like a million hours on Madden, got a tougher one for you today. I've not put a million hours in on Madden. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm going to name an NFL player and you guess their Madden rating. Obviously, I'm not going to make you guess it precisely if you're close. I get within three? Yeah. Get Either way, three, you'll get the you'll okay. get the you'll get the check mark for sure. All right. Um but one that we're also doing a little bit of like you know short form analyses. <laughs> Will these NBA players be all stars or snubs? And LaMelo Ball, you can think of that. Jordan yeah. Poole, you got Jamal Murray, Trey Young, John Morant, Zion, Tyrese obviously on here, Mikel. And whenever we do these like all stars or snubs, because I didn't give them to you earlier today, I'll give you a chance to like look up their stats, make okay. a decision then, and then we'll do that. But, yeah, those are the TikToks for this week. I'll make sure to keep an eye out. We're approaching the 5K mark. We got to get up there. Y'all make sure to follow us on Instagram. We're growing there. It's at Chalk Talk. Just look us up. We'll be on there. And we'll be back here Friday. It's going to be pre-recorded Friday, but we're going to give you everything you need to know. We'll have top five NBA power rankings as we do every Friday. Kick it off with NBA topics. Finish up with NFL picks. It's a good Monday. Starting off with NFL. Finishing with NBA. College basketball starts. So we officially have every single sport going. Yeah. Which is... Grizzlies got their first a few wins. Yeah. Happy. Uh, Tennessee Vols SEC championship run in basketball starts today. Oh, I thought you were talking about the football team. No, the football team. I could give two shits about. When Ole Miss beats Georgia this weekend, and then they come to Knoxville, and they we beat them. Yeah. I would love that. But then you'd have to rematch Alabama, because Alabama ain't losing twice. I feel fine about that. Do you? No. I don't yeah, feel fine. Say. <laughs> I'm I don't with, feel fine. They're getting better each I don't week. feel fine about Missouri at all this I don't, week. Uh, Ole I Miss ain't beating I am Georgia. thankful that for some reason – uh, you guys in the night game, and we get to go to Columbia during yeah, the day. It makes me feel hit. better about that. I'm preparing myself for like a 42 to nothing. Yeah, whatever. I, you, th- I'm, I'm serious. You guys put up a better fight than Missouri. I'm not confident. Yeah, whatever. I'm not confident. You'll be fine. Lane gets a little too emotional in certain games. <laughs> I remember somebody saying, "Get your popcorn ready." And we were down 35 to nothing. Hey, he's got all his mistakes out. Has he? Has he? <laughs> I don't know about that. I do not know about that. Whatever you Shout say. out to my team for scraping a win against AM. Jim Fisher's still coaching. <laughs> Dude, that it's a heart attack Aggies, man. I can't wait till they lose to Mississippi State. Like, do you know how bad it would be if they lost to Mississippi, Mississippi State? Mississippi State has beaten them. I know. Often. Mississippi State's freaking terrible. They're garbage. Yeah. Blown up by Kentucky. Is Will Rogers ever coming back? Do you know? I have no idea. I know, like, I had him on the secondary TV Saturday, and they would not stop showing him on the telecast. They're like, this team used to be average whenever this quarterback played, and they go back to the action. And then they go back to Mike Wright playing football, yeah, and they're like, yeah. why is he here? Yeah, now we're below average. <laughs> Who doesn't belong? Yeah. I'll give you one hit. Will Rogers, yeah, I'm like, State's always in love you, dog. You can, you can leave. Yeah. You can go to Tennessee. Or just go to any of those other schools that need a quarterback right now, i.e. Ohio State. You're right. love him right now. Tennessee's got a five-star waiting to get in. Nico got some play time Saturday. Isn't it, that dude, like, less – Like, first he weighs less pass. than both you and me? Oh, he's 18 years old. It's it's given, he's But got he's, like, full, seven inches taller than both of us and weighs less than us. He's got, like, a full full year of eating before he has to make a That's start. what we said about Zaire. Zaire's in year three and still weighing 180. Yeah, but Zaire's not an NBA basketball player. I'm taking my victory lap at that, by the way. I can't wait till he's like pops off. That's, that's never gonna happen. He's thirty-seven percent from three is better than what we've been on like four a game. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, if I'll take that again, I will take Dylan that. Dylan shooting 60, 60, 90 right now. I don't think that's gonna last. 
If that lasts, I'll buy a Dylan Houston Rockets jersey. Yeah. Actually, I should have bought that. They had a 70% off Dylan Brooks jersey. What is a Houston Rockets record? And I'm sick of NBA fans on Twitter before that win last night saying, you know, Dylan's averaging this. should have never traded him. Do y'all remember watching this man on a nightly basis? Nobody regrets that. Nobody at all regrets trading Dylan Brooks. I do want to see the Rockets record, and it is. They're two and three. How have we played seven games and there's teams that have only played five? I don't know. Most games have. Or most teams what have. What the heck is that? Thank God we have off till Wednesday, dude. We need it. Yeah, and it's off we a win, feeling it. good at one and six. Yeah, uh, we're, we're about to. The Western Conference. About to rattle off 70. <laughs> the Jazz right above us at two and five. The team who beat us by 30 last week. Hell yeah. Hey, I might, uh, I might be wrong about not the 82 the and 0, but. We're not the only one win team. The Washington Wizards have one win. Do you know who yeah, that's against? It was against the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, it's okay. Miami's only got one extra win than us. Hell yeah. That's all I got to say. Dude. Same with the Jazz. And the Jazz, one of their wins is against us. Still it. I'm just saying. 76 and 6. I'm claiming the Hornets. I'm actually jaded they don't play three days in a row because I love watching that team. Oh, fun fact. Tennessee's already started. They're up 41 to 15. Good. And the second half just started. Who are they playing? Tennessee Tech. Hell yeah. There's no good game. There's 12 NBA t- games tonight. I know, and they're all the college basketball starts tonight too. Hell yeah! Is there even any good games? Probably not. Bucks and Nets is good NBA wise. Um, USC Kansas State's not a terrible game. No, not at all. Pelicans Nuggies is a sleeper. Oh my god! Ooh, I like that one. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna might have to go get the the third Hawks, TV out. Thunder, hell yeah. I'll put my computer on one of them. Hell yeah! Get on the other one. Dude, I have to like I have everything edited. I got everything I needed to today. But you know how I like. After we record the podcast and TikToks, I have to like go in there for like 25 minutes just to Throw press it, post yeah. on everything. It's so yeah. annoying. I have to do that later tonight. But let's record the TikToks. Let's go All right, I agree. Let's go ahead and wrap up. Thank you all uh, so much. We'll be back here on Friday.